What is that song about? <laughs> I think it's a man it's stands a, there with boinking, boinking on a stairway. Last chance. Every right? song is about that to you. The chauffeur is about that to you. Travel back in time to the '80s, reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Next kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana. And their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, 30 years later, we honor the genius that was Duran Duran's Rio album. With me as always, if he was with me on a sailboat off the coast of Antigua, I'd have thrown him in the water too. <laughs> Times pop music critic Sean Daly. That's true. We'd be cuddling. We'd be cuddling at the front of the boat like in Titanic. Fly, Spearsy! You're the king of the world! Have you ever been tempted to do that? No, but don't like you do a lot of cruises. Do, does every cruise ship have that? You know, only the last cruise ship I was on had that. Here's, here's my thing. And there's with always that. some jackass up front doing that exact same thing. If the cruise line sponsors the Titanic hold, isn't that kind of maybe bad luck? To reference, it's like showing you know some horrible like plane crash while you're on a plane. Like, yeah. isn't like referencing Titanic? Shouldn't that be like no one mentioned the T word? <laughs> it's like it's like the movie Airplane, where they uh, the in flight movie was some uh, where, where all these crash scenes of airplanes. Oh, the- yeah, that's right, exactly. But there are, there are no crashes today because it's Rio, an album. In our series of honoring albums, I movies. love this series. We we love it so much that we we insist that at least once every fifteen months we get around to doing a new one. And we will for as many people uh, that will love this show. Many people will hate it. Well, Boobers, because for some reason people get upset when we talk about Duran Duran on Stuck in We've the We've talked 80s. a lot about Duran Duran, but we have to. We have to. Duran Duran, and I've said this before, is the defining band of the 1980s. I agree. Even more than you too. They define the sound, the glam, you know, the hits MTV. They define videos. Right. We have to talk about Duran Duran. The drug use, even. They weren't that bad, were they? Yeah. They were just some blokes. <laughs> really? Was there a lot of blow going on cocaine with humor. Cocaine. I don't like cocaine humor. The, uh, Not that, funny. <laughs> the album Rio actually is uh, almost 30 years old to the day. It came out on May 10th, 1982. Gosh. It's your second album. What a great time for it to come out, too. Like spring, the beginning of summer. 
Oh, man. Probably still snowing in England. I was 12 when it came out. You were 27. Yeah. Yeah. You already had a family never gets old. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and we've, they've stayed with us. They've stayed with us. As you were saying uh, earlier, we, have, we always have two hours of planning before each show. <laughs> cricket, cricket. Um, this was Duran Duran all of a sudden realizing they were rock stars. Exactly. Um, it's, it's an example of a band suddenly finding itself at the top of its game, having fun with each other, you know, enjoying playing their instruments, enjoying playing music, and having engineers and producers working with them who know what they're doing. You know what I love about Rio, too? It's nine tracks. God, I wish it's more. nine tracks. Just nine. I, I've always wanted to write this story. I hate... I'm a music critic, too. I hate albums that have like 16 tracks, but because of CD technology and now digital, you can have as many bonus tracks and all this stuff, but I like a good, tight, nine, give me a nine, ten track album. You know, like all those old, remember when we had cassettes? Yeah. You know, and there'd be like four songs on each side. Like some of those uh, Van Halen albums, I think there were like eight, yeah, eight yeah. songs on there. You'd literally have Flip like ten minutes of dead tape at the yeah. end of each side because, well, that was I remember it. they'd have the total time sometimes yeah. on, on the on the the cassette. It would be like seventeen, ten, you know. And at the time, you're like, all right, that's good enough for me. And make them good. Look at this, Rio. Even though you think there's probably more fat on here than I do. You know, it's a lean, mean album. I wouldn't say there's a lot of fat on there. I think there's a couple songs that there's no sense talking about today. Um, Lonely in Your Nightmare, uh, Last Chance on the Stairway, I, I think are two songs. I had a 20-minute soliloquy about Last Chance it's, on the Stairway. What is that song about? <laughs> I think it's boinking. A man stands it's, there it's with boinking. Boinking on a stairway, Last Chance, Every right? song is about that to you. The chauffeur is about that to you. Um, the thing about Duran Duran, I don't know if I ever told you this. Oh, God. Here we go. But I had the opportunity to interview Duran Duran at the top of the Sony building. Just for kicks, play the Natalie Diffenbaugh music. It's our new drinking music. It's our new drinking uh game whenever i mention interviewing duran duran at the top of the sony building but i you know what i'm going to use this as a tendril if you will what? a tendril to a larger conversation which will then allow you to delve into the meat of rio are you ready fine the thing about duran duran is when i interviewed them at the top of the sony building in new york city for the washington post all of them, the original laddies around me, you know, they were all in character a bit. And I've talked about this. You know, Nick was to my left, and he had the makeup on, and he was a little, you know, flouncy. You know, John was like, uh, you know. The good-looking guy, the rake, if you will. <laughs> Simon, the, the lead singer, and he, could, yeah, he was uh, there, then he'd leave, you know. But the thing about Duran Duran, honestly, and, and going back to Rio, like that, they were a great band. And I think what, because they came, uh, uh, uh. Hello, this is Chuck to remind Bill to shut up. You know, this used to be such a quiet place before you got here. You talk too much. Best editing trick ever. If producing every podcast was only this easy. Here's our track-by-track track analysis of Rio. Her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Just like that river twisting through a dusty Shows you all she can. Oh, Rio, Rio, dance. 
Yes, the title track off of Rio. And uh, do you notice those little kind of quirky sounds at the beginning of the song? Right. Those are actually the sounds of um, Nick Rhodes throwing metal bars on a grand piano string and then playing it backwards. Oh, that's cool. Almost Beatlesque. Very Beatlesque. Um, I'd, I'd never even thought about what that sound was. I just assumed he was recreating it on a, on his uh, on his synth, but no, that's he was him experimenting, trying to find some unique way. To and again, that's an the, and that's the point I was trying to make is that you think these guys just showed up looking pretty, boom, done, you know. But there was a real brain behind this, and that's why we're still talking about yeah. Duran Duran and why they're still selling out shows. Sure, thirty years later, I love that they still. Cl- I think when we saw them here in Clearwater. And on their most recent world tour, that's still going on. I mean, just this world tour they're on now is like two years old. I think they're closing now with Rio, which I think is a, a great song to close with. Yeah, it's funny they close with it instead of open with it or put It'd it. Be a good somewhere. opener too. Yeah, you know, uh, even more shocking is that Nick Rhodes had a girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> and that her the laughter you hear on Rio. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Nick Rhodes' girlfriend right at the time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going there. I, yeah. you know, Nick Rhodes is a great guy. I would love to spend, uh, you know, a month talking to Nick Rhodes about. I music. sat next to him at the top of the Sony Building, <laughs> in New York City. He's a wee little guy, isn't he? He's a wee lad, but nicest guy in the world. Nicest, most earnest guy in the world, and loves talking about um, the technical aspects yeah. of things. You know, I think that part of the the trap I fell into is that you see these guys, and they're all extremely handsome men. You know. And uh, and for all the excess that you want to talk about them being Duran Duran, and they they slip into those parts easily as well, that um, the people forget like how smart they were, and they they get into that as well. And I think that little tidbit to anyone if you ever interview anyone from Duran Duran, give them the credit that they're due, and really get into the guts of a song. You know, you interviewed Simon. Yeah. Well, we've been, you regret not asking more about the technical aspects. You think that would have sparked him a I, bit? You know, he's the lyrics guy. He's not a technical guy. And and I I think there was a couple questions I asked him that he was he found interesting. But man, there's just there's maybe you know what twenty people in rock and roll that are impossible to interview. They're just difficult interviews. I hear Peter Peter Gabriel supposedly one of famously them. yeah. Um, Rolling Stone magazine once did a great thing. They did their greatest interviews, but they also took time to to do their worst, which I thought was so honest. And they did line by line this interview with Peter Gabriel that is – I'm surprised the interviewer didn't uh, cut bait after five minutes. <laughs> but it's like, no, yes, I don't understand that question. Move on. I mean, he is so yeah. – uh, such a jerk. <laughs> it is. Simon wasn't a jerk, but but Simon – you know. anyway, Simon, Simon. But uh, interesting to note that there are actually 13 official mixes of the song Rio. Wow. And remember, this is the day before digital – so 13 mixes means 13 times sitting in front of the drum set, you know, those 13 loops, yeah. times sitting in front of your bass guitar. I, you kind of you kind of have to give credit the to technology, the technology was getting a little better. Sure. Uh which allowed a lot of which you know, no one ever writes about it, but the technology was getting better in the 80s which gave us which allowed a lot of these bands that we love, the glamier bands, the synth bands, um your pet shop boys to do what they did. Sure. But yeah, still, I mean, compared to today's technology, it was rudimentary. Sure. I mean, Colin Thurston was the, the producer who gets the credit for Rio. He had worked with Bowie and Iggy pop. Hence you hear. Oh, sure. A lot of Bowie in, in this song. Absolutely. And this now, and I also remember that in the U S we get a different version of Rio. It was remixed. Like a lot of British albums are 
when they come to the U.S. Um, David Kirschenbaum was the U.S. remix producer, and uh, probably his most notable task, I understand, is he had to bring the, the vocals up. Oh, yeah, you were explaining that to me, that for the some Americans reason... Americans don't like to have the vocals so muddied, and the British don't mind that so much. That's interesting. Like, it's a more of a mono thing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. We, we'd like to be able to hear what they're saying. Hey, there's eight more songs. Let's get started with track number two. Here we go. Yes, that's my own way. Technically, uh, released as a single in 1981 before the Rio album was uh, was released itself. I love that song, but the band doesn't, right? The band famously hates the not hates the song. Rarely ever, if never, plays it live anymore, and it doesn't appear on any compilation hits uh, album that they've ever put out. I wonder if that's because of the time they did it, or you know, uh, it's weird. I, I'm not a huge fan of it myself. It's a little repetitive. Yeah, I have this theory too that with 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 almost any song on Rio, you can go to about the three minute mark or the two and a half minute mark, and it's the same in every song. I mean, there's there is kind of a pattern that you see song wise here. When I when I pulled the sound clips for this podcast, it was not hard to find exactly the, uh, oh, the yeah, chorus I wanted funny. each and every time. Right. But you know what? I mean, they're 21 years old and they're writing great songs, and if they if they if they're if they're fitting into some sort of a pattern, so be it. After my, my Way comes Lonely in, my, in Your Nightmare, is there any reason that we should even stop and talk about this song? <laughs> I kind of like the title. I know. Lonely in Your Nightmare, the Steve Spears story. Someone has to out there, has to pull together. I want a list of all the, the, the autobiographies that we have proposed <laughs> for ourselves. Do you have a lot of nightmares? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. You have weird... You had a dream the other night that I bought you a king-size waterbed. Yeah, from, uh, from the waterbed ranch. Which used to be a um, store in Pinellas County in the if 80s. If someone out there, if we have any armchair Freudians out there who would like to take a crack at what that means, me buying you a king-size waterbed. Have bed. you ever had a waterbed? Can you really relax in a waterbed? I would think you'd have dreams of, like, drowning. No, but the trouble is you have to heat a waterbed. Because you don't want the even even in Florida. Yeah. Okay. You, you heat okay. A, electric heater plus water, <laughs> not a good combo. It's, it goes underneath the whole thing. I don't like. You tuck it under. Let's move on. Hungry Like the Wolf, ridden after a night of heavy drinking between uh, Simon and Nick. Really? I love that. Maybe. So they're totally hungover and they sit down? Yeah. Many a great song was written on a hangover, and, and Hungry Like a Wolf is one of them. It took them um, only about a half a day to knock out this song. I love that. It's perfect. A perfect rock song from the 80s. And if you want to, if you want to give credit to MTV and Duran Duran and the synergy that was formed between them, it comes down to this song and this video. That's right. This but, changed everything. Changed our worlds as well. Right, right. I you could think. say that Stuck in the 80s wouldn't exist without Hungry Like the Wolf. Possibly. And the laugh at the beginning of the song? Yeah, Nick Rhodes' mysterious girlfriend. Girlfriend. 
at the time. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Do you want me to laugh and scream here? <laughs> <laughs> I love this album. Of course I'm a girl. <laughs> She's back. How come you used a stunt double for me in the videos? <laughs> I'm hungry like the wolf. I need some Fritos. <laughs> Fritos. <laughs> it's disturbing. I'm not going to eat those ever again. <laughs> I think when um, VH1 did a list of the top 100 songs of the 80s, I think this one came in at number, it was, I want to say it was number two. Oh, I bet. Number one, Living on a Prayer. Ah! Wouldn't you swap those around? Yeah, totally. Living they on sc- a Prayer? They screwed that up. They went more, they're saying Living on a Prayer was more of a hair metal song but i always i fight with people all the time about is bon jovi hair metal or not i almost think i don't even want to give them that designation almost because i i love hair metal bon jovi was just this kind of just knockoff springsteen yeah no i I don't like it It just drives me crazy hey nick (laughs) can i laugh and scream on hold back the rain What do you hear when you listen carefully to uh, Hold Back the Rain? I hear the sound of tears. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. I love it. She hasn't been back. It feels good. It's like such a release for I me. I know. I feel warm. I love warm and nauseous the, at the same the time. The voice. The voice, yeah. Yeah, now you hear uh, two bass lines. Because this, yeah, this song has two bass John Taylor uh, did two bass lines. They're overdubbed for the studio version. Again, brilliant. Right. When he plays it live, he has to completely redo it because you can't play, obviously, two bass lines at the same time. That's something, too. Like for It was so produced, this album. Not overproduced, but extremely produced with all the effects and such. And yet, it still sounds great live. They're a great live band as well. I never thought that'd be the case until I saw them. I I thought they'd never pull it off. I told you. Now, when you flip over... When you flip over Rio, I hey, what'd you own this on? I owned it on vinyl, tape, and CD. Yeah, I think I pulled the trifecta. All three. On it. The ironic thing is, like, I only and have the vinyl iTunes. today. So I hit, I hit for the cycle. Did you really? I yeah. own it on iTunes. I mean, I have pieces, bits and pieces here and there. But uh, I, the only thing I own, own it now on is probably uh, vinyl. Great cover. I awesome cover. I, I started framing all the covers. Did so. you tell everybody what I bought you? Oh, he bought me a copy of uh, Street Talk by Steve Perry. I went to, um, yeah, a record store, and I bought Spears and Hart's album cover. Yeah. And then I went to your house. I went to the Lair Point uh, 2.0, and you had framed it. Yeah. Yeah. I've taken to framing all these album covers and and sticking them all over the Lair. But tell the people what you do. It's a great great idea. Only only from bands who I've interviewed. I love that. And you've interviewed everyone. Yeah. I counted the other day. It was something like... um, Tom Opat have an album? No. Put it up there. (laughs) <laughs> I can't imagine how much that would cost. The uh, I think it's I think we're over fifty now, close to sixty. Sixty interviews? Yeah. I can't remember them all. There's some bizarre ones in there. You'd be like, what? Adam Curry? Do you remember Adam Curry? I don't think you were here for that one. No, I remember, but didn't that go horribly? No, nah, it wasn't horribly. But he was just more talky than we were. We were kind of we were stunned. We were still early. 
Where's the wee little podcast? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, Curry. Don't go back. But so, when, when I flip over my vinyl copy of Rio, my two favorite songs on side two, New Religion and Save a Prayer. Let's start with New Religion. This song, New Religion, described in the Rio liner notes as a dialogue between the ego and the so alter ego. Stupid. Hey, that's kind of like cast. Is it's a dialogue <laughs> between Mr. Ego and the alter ego. Oh, stop. No one's buying your Eeyore oh, shtick anymore. I miss the Eeyore spirit. Really? You like you do it? I can slip into days. it. Yeah. I remember when I used to like music. <laughs> I used to sit at home playing with knives. Listening to Hold Back the Rain. No one believed it from the start, except the Spearsettes. There were no Spearsettes. Stop that. God, it's a bad rumor. Bad rumor. Uh, New Religion has been covered by Jimmy Eat World. The, uh, the, song is off of, the song is also referenced in the song She Doesn't Get It by the band The Format, because nobody gets New Religion. That's an interesting point, too. It's like you can use uh, Duran Duran. It also sounds great. If you just want to put on his background music... And you don't want to like delve into lyrics. You can do that too. It was always great sounding, you know. I, I would say that this is um, if we had a list, and I'm sure we'll do one someday of the most sensual albums of the '80s. Sensual. This and Frankie goes to Hollywood. That's such a Spears <laughs> word. Sensual. What would you use? I don't even want to know. When, Boinkish. Like, your, what? What would you use? Puckish. You're running out of words to make sensual. Fun of me. I can't. What's the, what's the line in uh, in, uh, in Animal House? Vegetables are sensual. People are sensuous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. From uh, Dean Wormer. Yeah, and speaking of sensual, Dean Wormer's wife. We, we come now to the most sensual song on the album, Save a Prayer. This was uh, Duran Duran's biggest hit to date, reaching uh, number two, held out only by what song, Sean Daly? Um, what uh, kept? Goonies. Uh, <laughs> what kept? Uh, that's awesome. It's Save a Prayer, really? Number, number two, two, held back by... I don't know. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Uh, we interviewed somebody from Survivor. Put it up on the wall. Put it up on the Spearsy wall. I had no idea Save a Prayer made it to number two. Yeah. You don't think of it as a number two song, but this album was so mighty. People would riot if, if they played it the last time we saw them, right? People would riot if Duran Duran. I think this is one of the must includes in every set list. I'd be surprised if. I wonder if they've ever toured and not played Save Somebody out there would know. Here is another, a line from the song. This is also a Spearsy seduction line. Some people call it a one-night stand, but we can call it paradise. That's all part of your shtick. You, sound, you make it sound so vulgar. <laughs> no, that's this all part of your shtick. It's so violent. This could be our last night on Earth. Well, was you sh- always work the apocalypse. <laughs> no one has used the apocalypse better than me to seduce women than Steve In the Steve 80s, Spears. I did. It worked back then. 
<laughs> we all thought we were going to die. You use the Cold War. I use the Cold War. Nowadays, women we're all 40-something. We could all die tomorrow. <laughs> I could choke on a meatloaf, and that, that'll be it. Yeah, by the way, we do little warm-up exercises before our show, and Steve told a story about eating an entire meatloaf. <laughs> it was not good. And, and, and if, this, if this podcast feels a little bit logy, blame the meat. <laughs> Blame the meat. Your new T-shirt slogan. Yeah. Um, finally, we reached the last song on on um, Rio, and I'm going to say right now, with no apologies whatsoever, this is my favorite song on the album. The chauffeur. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, the chauffeur. Mr. Daly of the chauffeur have become legendary in uh, Duran Duran history. When um, the band auditioned Simon LeBon, uh, he showed up at the Rum Runner in Birmingham with a book of poetry. Yes. Uh, the band immediately spotted it and thought, ah, lyrics. Among the poems, <laughs> what were, the, were, were the, uh, the lines to the chauffeur? And Sing Blue Silver... Isn't that like some sort of like Durant, like Durant-y catchphrase now? Yeah. Well, like- it was the name of their concert video documentary back in the 80s. Did you ever see that? Remember Gina Vivanetto? She had a copy of that. I do not remember Gina Vivanetto. <laughs> I'm too bitter. I don't blame you. The, um, it became the name of their big, uh, whatchamacallit, of their, of their concert documentary back in 1984, I think. But uh, and, and also curious, the words the chauffeur are never spoken in the chauffeur. I, ironically, don't you call your <laughs> blue silver? <laughs> Purple silver. Oh, that's right. That's right. When it's Sorry. blue silver, it's time to see the uh, nurse. When you put on the chauffeur, do you just zone out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this song was supposed to be um, acoustic guitar mm-hmm. entirely. And uh, Nick started toying around with it one day and came up with what you hear now. A lot of the weird uh, sound effects in there are, uh, again, his experimentation. He was dropping ice into water, listening oh, to it crack. Can I drop the ice into the water? <laughs> Remember that time you dropped me into the water? <laughs> Can I see purple silver? That's <laughs> <laughs> bad. So there you go, Rio. Nine tracks of perfection. I shall go home tonight and play it on my record player <laughs> and think of you as I hear the chauffeur. Hey, Steve. I have an idea. Oh, no. You're going to say it, aren't you? The Saggies. What's up? Happening hot stuff. Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, this is a segment where I play a piece of a clip from a movie of the 80s, and if you can get it right, I'd be totally shocked because last show I played a clip. Nobody. When's the last time that happened? Nobody. Really? Nobody. Not not even a single response. Nobody not even Kevin tried. Wench, not Bass Note. Nobody even tried. Not Brad Wilheimer out movie. in uh, L.A.? No, 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 no. Nobody. This is a movie that people out there, uh, if I posted a photo of it on my blog, people would jump it all over it, what, what, what uh, yeah. it was. Yeah, what was it? I'm not telling you. I'm going to play it again. What? Torture. Well, you're being really mean. I'm pissed. <laughs> 
Oh, I can't. Remember. I have no winners to to read no. off. That's so read sad. Read them anyway. Readers might have been. I have some winners later on for no. that 80s tune. So pay attention. Really pay attention this time, okay? Is anybody out there? Is anybody out there? If you know it, email us at sdaily oh, no. at tempe.com. Don't give out my email, Grace. S-D-A-L-Y. Bastard. Ah, oh, jeez. You know what? It's going to be fine. You're not going to get any answer. No one's going to Don't email sdaily at tampabay.com. Okay, just email stuckinews at tampabay.com and tune in next week to find out if you're finally a wiener. PPTMN. Today's PPTMN, please, please tell me now, is from Mark in Lancaster, PA. Lancaster. Ever been to Lancaster? Never been to Pennsylvania. Amish country? Did I tell you about this one place, Good and Plenty? Good and Plenty, it's called. It's a buffet, Amish buffet. Really? They weigh you. This is so grotesque. They weigh you when you walk in, and then they weigh you again when you walk out. Wow. To see how much weight you gained from that Amish meal. Doesn't that seem twisted? That sounds like dystopian. Have we ever done a show on Witness? <laughs> we talk about it a lot. <laughs> I love that. That sounds awful. It doesn't sound very Amish-y. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Wait, get there. on the scale. You've been there. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. Can you defeat the system somehow? Like if you... Do they have bathrooms? What, you like regurge? Not even regurge, but I mean, just say that. If like the, poop? Wow. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't want to get brown on you, but I'm just saying. I, I don't want to get brown on you. Baby, I don't want to get brown on you. <laughs> that's, that's not one of my lines. I want to get way. blue, blue silver. <laughs> Yo, Stephen Sean, it's me, Mark in Lancaster, PA. What's going on? Oh, look, he even gave me a pronunciation. Lancaster is not Lancaster. Don't be such a tourist, baby. Lancaster. Lancaster. All right. Yo, Stephen Sean, I discovered the podcast just recently, and the first episode I listened to was the epic Tubed Meats for Lunch live show. Is that what we called it? Tubed Meats for Lunch live. Uh, The one that grossed out some fans with all the chewing noises, but I loved it and was hooked forever. That's because he's been to Good and Plenty. We should record a show from Good and Plenty, and at the end of the show, we'll weigh ourselves. Um, You could just weigh blue silver. Uh, now I'm going to slowly work my way back through all the old podcasts that you should. You should, Mark and Lancaster. Um, it's been making my long days in the office go much quicker, though I'm a bit worried about how my office mates might perceive me now as I randomly laugh and cackle in my cubicle at all your hilarity, witty banter, and towel-snapping jocularity with my iPod earphones in. Really? Towel-snapping? Towel-snapping jocularity. I guess there's some of that. Some of that. Bow. Everybody knows that sound effect. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Oh, no. Sing I re- blue <laughs> silver. I saw blue silver. I can't look away. Sing it's drawing me in like a tractor beam. Hey, Sean, this could be our last now on Earth. I recently listened to episode 219, the Tron Lumangelo is Sean Creepy episode. What was that? Is Sean Creepy episode from Christmas 2010. You mentioned on that one, Steve, that you often tell new listeners not to go back and listen to the real early episodes as they are bad. I believe you referred to it as the Steamboat Willie era of Stuck in the 80s. So what episode number would you recommend I not go below, i.e., where does the modern era of Stuck in the 80s begin? Rock on. 
uh, Mark in Lancaster, PA. You know, that's a great, great um, PPTMN. Really, really well written, very funny. But Steve, you are the master of the Stuck in the 80s archives. Where should Mark truly begin? You know, what's, I don't know the number of it, but the Michael Jackson beat it. No, no. You know, I don't know the number of it, but the Michael Jackson thriller episode. Yeah. I, to me, is like the first time where I think we all sat down and knocked one out of the park. Wait, wasn't that with... As opposed to today where we're getting beaten with, by the ball. Wasn't that with Kathy? Yeah, Kathy Wass. So beyond... Oh, it's like episode 40 or something like that. It took a while. I mean, we forget how, how kind of herky-jerky we were in the beginning. We didn't have any... Uh, I was have, smooth, baby. I was always smooth. Hey, it's Sean Daly. <laughs> no, go back. I, I think it's in the 40s. Um... When we did that, uh, the Michael Jackson episode, I thought that was the one, and I still listen to it from time to time. That's that good. After that, it's all good. No, there you go. Not really. So it's uh, probably episode number 40, 50? It's in the 40s, I think. There's some good ones before Man, then. We've done so many shows. We came up with this idea the other day. I don't know if people like this idea, but I think sometimes we ought to go back and redo some of the first like 20 that we did because they're so bad. No, I think we should do like director's uh, cuts or commentary. A commentary of our commentaries. We interject modern, future Spearsy and, and and Sean go back, and we interject, and we we actually commingle with the old Spearsy and Sean. See how we've grown over the years. <laughs> I don't know that's going over the years. It's getting really bad. It's anyway, that is a fantastic PPTM, and there's your answer. Go back and have fun. I don't remember the. I remember Tron and Lou Mangiello. I don't remember is Sean creepy. Had I done something? That was when you were trying to probably sway the Spearsettes. Don't like Sean, like Spears campaign. Do you really want to just sway into the why Sean was creepy? Oh, gosh, really? Oh, no. I just say. <laughs> wow, look at that look on your face. You don't want to go there. All right, we love that. was a great PPTMN. If you think you can beat Mark with your PPTMN, uh, send us one at... S daily at Tampa Bay dot com. Jeez. Listen, if you're going to email me, I'll do my best to respond with some sort of snappy rejoinder. <laughs> but I'm not like Spears. Spears is great with the franchise. Me? Not so good. Shoddy. Shoddy. Is Shoddy. Ah, uh, the mystical fan of Name That 80s Tune. And finally, <sighs> this, I feel like. Uh, Remember the diarrhea song when you're a kid, when you're sliding into home? Yeah, and your pants are full of foam? This podcast <laughs> is full of foam. No, it's not. I hate when you do this. It's been good. It's not. Stop. I, I it's feel so like my, stupid. I feel like I'm about to, I'm sliding into third and I'm about to. <laughs> you lay a juicy mm -hmm. turd. I love, my kids love the diarrhea song. Uh, They're very musical. I don't know They're what bass we're on. What are you talking about? You're annoying me now. It's bad. God, it's not bad. It's a good podcast. <laughs> Even Andy Taylor's like, so glad I quit that. Oh one. my Lord. Anyway. I can't take <laughs> Eeyore Spearsy. <sighs> Name that 80s tune. Pep it up. Damn it. Pay attention. Here was last show's mystical tune. That's Born to Run, not by Springsteen, but by the great Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It's a death trap. It's a suicide rap. You gotta get out while we're young. I don't even know that song. What? It's better. But better thank the Lord we had three winners three. this week. They include Troy Sag, 
If you spell that backwards, does it spell something I should know? Why is Troy Sagan quotes? Tro- gas yort. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I understand now. Pinhead. <laughs> the most handsome man I've ever seen. Crockett. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's. Mr. Am I a winner? <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. This week's Name That 80s Tune. Give it a shot. If you know it, email us at stuckinsetempe.com and tune next week to find out if you're a wiener. Get yourself set up. Grab a stick and use the fruit. The taste is gonna move you. Take a sniff. Pull it out. The taste is gonna move you when you pop it in your mouth. Juicy fruit is gonna move you. It's juicy soft, it gets right to you. Juicy fruit, the taste, the taste, the taste is gonna move minutes left i want to talk about the videos of rio this is where i think duran duran really made their mark the credit goes to russell mckay a formerly very frustrated movie director who couldn't get the money to to film any project that he wanted to do he could only get the, the amount of money to 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 do the the shortest of, of movies and so what he decided to do was uh spend that uh, time and energy make music videos. Russell Mulcahy? Yeah. So the idea... Without Russell Mulcahy, Stuck in the 80s wouldn't be here. Exactly. We couldn't do A++ plus we, plus shows like we, today's. We couldn't do... <laughs> Sing Blue Silver. <laughs> it's now called Sea Blue Silver. Oh. Oh. Okay. Anyway, um, the idea was simple. Uh, according to the band, has always said, um, the idea was just to take the cameras out of the studios and go someplace beautiful and just start shooting. Boom. Done and done. Done and done. Um, famously, Andy uh, Taylor falls in the water during the shooting of Save a Prayer, uh, drinks the water, which you know never to do anywhere, <laughs> pretty much outside of Don't drink Tampa the water. Bay. Yeah. It had to be hospitalized, um, and they had to actually cancel their Australian tour because of that. Because he had uh, diarrhea? He was sliding into home. Yeah. Some people think it's funny, but it's really kind of runny. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, Spears. Uh, uh, the, the entire oeuvre, what is your favorite Duran Duran video? I'll tell you mine real quick and let you think about yours. Okay. Girls on film. Really? And I still haven't seen... I have. The famous X-rated version of Girls on film. It's not, it's not really X-rated. It's just kind of like, there's just boobies. I'm writing that down now. 
Just boo. I know I'm spending the rest of my work day. <laughs> it's, no bosses here today. That's why this podcast never will come to an end. <laughs> the um, no, I'm gonna actually say it's not any of the ones. Offer you. I'm gonna say the reflex. La 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 la. There's oh, something yeah, about that one. The bad special effect wave. Yeah, I yeah. just like that. I like I like fake concert videos. And and I love I just love the reflex video. I like it too. So you'll go back and you'll watch uh, the reflex video, and I'll go back to my desk and watch. Sing no. blue silver. Well, I would like to say it has been an honor and a pleasure doing this podcast today. I brought my A game. I did not. Yeah, you did. I don't know why you're so hard on yourself today. That's what I do. People love you. I guarantee this uh, podcast will be deemed a success and a future award winner <laughs> for a Razzie. So go out. Let's go out with a great clip from Duran Duran's Rio. And everyone have a fantastic week. We shall return next week with something even better. In the meantime, Sean Daly and myself and a very sick Andy Taylor remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Ah, the mystical refrain of name that eighties tune. Hey, we actually have a couple winners this week. To the uh, <laughs> <laughs>